We are remembering former Wisconsin Senator Herb Cole, who died yesterday after a brief illness. Cole was part of the family that developed Cole's food and department stores, and he bought the Milwaukee Bucks in 1985. Three years later, he was elected to the first of four terms in the U.S. Senate. UW-Milwaukee Emeritus Professor Mordecai Lee told WUWM's Chuck Kornbach about Cole's venture into politics. He was moderately active in the Democratic Party. He served for a couple of years as chair of the party, which is really not a, a big, important role. But then when there was a vacancy for U.S. Senate, he suddenly said he was going to run for Senate. And nobody had thought of him as sort of a candidate or a politician. But it turned out that he was a fabulous politician. And the reason was because he was just himself. Now, I've known a lot of politicians during my career, and I can tell you that a lot of them have a kind of a public persona, and they're sort of different in private when they let their guard down. But I've got to tell you that what we as the voters saw, that was the real Herb Cole. And so here was a guy who was wealthy from the success of his family business, and he spent the money on TV advertising, meaning that he didn't have to raise money for any, from anybody. He didn't have to beg for money from special interest groups or from other donors. He didn't owe anybody anything. He just wrote a check. And that came out in the slogan he used for all of his election campaigns, which was nobody's senator but yours. And that so captured it that he was an independent, standard Wisconsinite who was using his money for good. And he was just so likable. Um, you know, he used to have a weekly reception for Milwaukee and Wisconsin tourists who were visiting Washington. And everybody used to crowd around him. He sponsored the milk uh, stand over at State Fair. You know, he did all these good things, and he did it without sort of the kind of a look at me, look at me, I'm a show-off kind of politician. So I think we as Wisconsinites ought to appreciate how great he was. Certainly another area where he spent was on the Milwaukee Bucks. His purchase of the team uh, some say helped sort of secure that the franchise would stay in Milwaukee. And when it was time to sell, uh, he said he looked for new owners who would pledge uh, to keep the team here. Uh, his Bucks record, your thoughts? You know, anybody who follows professional sports, whichever franchise it might be from whichever league it might be, we know how commercial it is. We know that owners are looking to make more money to increase the value of the team, they'll move to anywhere. They'll move to Podunk if they have to, if they can get whatever will help the wealth of the team. In other words, their own wealth. Cole was just the opposite. You know, Herbert Cole was semi-retired from the family business. He had the money. He came out of nowhere and he bought the team. And that was significant because the team was in play. The Bucks under the previous ownership, could well have moved anywhere else. It could have been whoever just offered the most amount of money. He plunked down a real substantial amount of money, and he said, I'm doing this for Wisconsin. I'm doing this for Milwaukee. And, you know, he wasn't a phony about it. He loved basketball. He loved going to games. He loved sitting courtside. He was very involved in it. And he didn't do it to make money or as an investment. He did it because it was good for the public at large. And then when it was time for him to sell, when he was getting older, he said he would only sell 
to a, an investor, a buyer who would promise to keep it in Milwaukee. And he kept his word. In a sense, he forced anybody who wanted to bid on it to agree to that requirement. And here we are today, and the Bucks are still in Milwaukee, and we have Herb Cole to thank for that. We've talked a little bit about his business holdings. I mean, going back, it was his father and his brothers. I mean, that's really a story of togetherness, family togetherness, and acumen, would you say? You know, he was a very committed businessman. This wasn't a guy who inherited a billion dollars and then wrote checks. When Coles first opened their major supermarket on Burleigh, it was like about 45th Street or so. He was there. He was pushing carts back into the, the store. In fact, by a curious coincidence, his father for the meat department used to buy meat from my grandfather, who ran a packing house in, uh, in Milwaukee. And so the two families knew each other. And whenever I'd run into him, he'd always reminisce about my grandfather and the family being in the meat business. I mean, he, he was a guy who really loved being in business. And sort of amusingly, years later, after they sold the department store, after they sold the food stores, on election day, he used to have a tradition when he was running for re-election that he'd sort of stop out at various uh, coal stores and just sort of shake hands and be friendly and I remember once running into him at the Coles near Bayshore and at the food store, when people weren't shaking his hand or chatting with him, he was grabbing the carts that were out in the parking lot and bringing them back into the store. They were so deeply ingrained to do good service for the people because that was good for the business that he was doing it even when he didn't have to do it. He had all these very public roles, but I interviewed him a few times and um... He was not brash or, you know, very loud in speaking. It seemed that he had a softer side. Uh, Herb was authentically shy, and we don't associate that with politicians. And when he could do things without necessarily sort of drawing attention to himself, he did. There are stories about him. He used to belong to the Brinwood Country Club, and he loved playing golf. But he really wasn't much of a schmoozer. And so he was relatively famous uh, for people who knew him that he always got up early because he used to be in the grocery business. He'd drive out to Brynwood before the country club opened. He'd play a round of golf, finish the course, get back in the car, drive home. When nobody saw him, nobody participated with him. He didn't have to interact with anybody. In fact, once there was a very amusing uh, incident that happened at Ma Fisher's, that sort of famous uh, restaurant near the Oriental Theater, that. A TV reporter was doing some kind of a on-the-spot live shot during breakfast, and she was going from sort of table to table and asking people how they were, how they liked the food. And there was this very sort of quiet guy who was sitting at the counter on a stool with his back to her, and she turns to him and suddenly recognizes him. Now, what would a standard politician do? They'd love to get on TV. They'd love to get attention. Instead, he very quietly said to her, I don't want to do an interview. And he didn't insult her. He wasn't in, in, in any way acting like that. But he just wanted his private time. And I really was impressed by that. This was a guy who was always the same, whether he was on or off. 